What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Pick and Roll for some Friday night NBA betting content here on the Board YouTube channel. As always, hit that subscribe button for future Pick and Roll episodes that go live every weekday and drop a like to show your support for this particular stream to get it onto more recommended pages. Okay, guys, three official picks are coming your way a little bit later on, but we're always going to start off the shows with a recap of the previous day's plays. Unfortunately, it was a one-and-one day, and even more unfortunately, we have to update our hook counter here. So bonus ends on 15 points. Exactly. We needed fifth, over 15 and a half. So uh, we're back under 500 here, but uh, maybe we'll see some swings here. But we don't need hooks, hopefully, on the plays for today, as we'll get to in a second here. But there was a winner. There was a winner that we had. It was a one in one day. Uh, we're at 14 and a half units of profit on the season, 5.2% ROI. Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, no sweat, second quarter or second half cash, third quarter cash. But uh, Sabonis falls just short, and it was a very low-scoring game. Uh, I think a viewer said it was 30 points under the uh, game total, which obviously did not help. But uh, what did you see, Pips, from the games? Yeah, I was I was actually uh, thinking about going uh, 16 and a half Wiggins and 15 plus Sabonis and was trying to think between these two and then just took the middle on both. So Wiggins had easy game, easy cover. Sabonis had poor start, didn't quite get there. He missed the free throw to cover. So yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, we've talked about the game, shot making from 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 the Kings was wasn't there for the second game in a row. So they have, I think in the series, Keegan Murray and Kevin Huerter are shooting four from 29 from the three-point line combined, which is kind of, yeah, they are one of, they are top 10 shooters in the league. So them not hitting anything. So expected on 30, 29 shots from them is 11 made, 11 to 12. So if they made 12 instead of 4, that's 24 points difference in the series. And the looks were quite good. So the thing is, great game from Kevin Looney, great game for Steph Curry, great game for Wiggins. On the other side, no one helped the Aaron Fox. So that's what we get. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, unfortunate with the hook there, but uh, there's a good slate here as there's three official plays. So let's hopefully get that back today. It hasn't been the best week on the show, so we're looking to rectify that with three official picks on today's show. And, oh man, we've had a very handsome price move on one of our bets here, which I'm just going to adjust for the graphics. Uh, we are going to take a Hawks and Celtics bet at minus 110. Um, maybe not... I, you know what? It's at plus 101. We like Pips likes it. Now it's at plus 101. So we'll take that even better price for us to hit the bet at. And let's now go to the picks here. Okay. So first of all, we are going to be going just, to just, just a second to check something. Okay. Uh, we can go Derek White 11 and a half now uh, instead of okay. 12 and a half and get minus 120. For, for that, uh, I I was trying to get 12, 12 plus from White, so you just move it to eleven and a half, and it's minus one twenty. Okay, okay. So we had Derek White over twelve and a half. We're gonna change that now to eleven and a half, and we're gonna get minus 
120 on this bet instead. So let me just update the graphic here. Sorry, guys, a little bit anticlimactic. We better go into the picks here. Uh, but let's just hey, we're getting we're getting a better bet now. We're getting uh, one that's more likely to hit here. So, I mean, feel free if you guys want to take the 100. Uh, of course, yeah, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it's almost the same, but yeah, I, I hey, just think it's very important. With the with the hook we've had, the hooks we've had, maybe you, yeah. you want to take a bit of juice. But up to you guys. We'll leave it up to you. But for the sake of the show, for the sake of the official picks, uh, we're going to be changing it up here. Well, so let's do one point twenty cents difference. I I'll, I'll, that's kind of my range, but I love love eleven and a half minus one twenty. So that's right. where we. All right. Uh, well, I, I we'll for sure go a bit more on that in just a second here. But uh, let's let's do the other two picks here. The official first pick is in the Nuggets-Timberwolves game. It's Nikola Jokic over 21.5 points and Anthony Edwards over 21.5 points, which is minus 107 at FanDuel. The second official play, the one we just adjusted, was Trey Young over 21.5 points and Derek White over now 11.5 points for minus 120 at FanDuel. If you take the Derek White over 12.5, you can get this for plus 101. Uh, but we've had some good movement compared to the, the amount of money placed on this wager. So uh, the official pick for the show will be 11 half at minus 120 on FanDuel. Then we're going to switch over to DraftKings for a Cavaliers and Knicks same game parlay. Garland and Brunson, we're going to have them both at 20 plus points for minus 110 odds at DraftKings. Uh, Brunson lost one of our bets this week, but Pips loved the, uh, was happy with the matchups that he was getting into performance. So going back to him for this one. So, Let's take it back to the first play here and talk about Jokic and Edwards and why you like them on the same game parlay. So the first game, uh, this, the thing is, main reason betting Jokic is they are on the road now. Then they're a completely different team on the road. They are one of the best teams at home over the last decade because, yeah, the altitude and altitude, everything, yeah. Yeah, huge impact. And on the road, they struggle a little bit more, so they need a more more aggressive Jokic and I don't know if anyone I, I forgot you to I forgot to send you the the splits on the on the road but it's it's crazy splits this season because Jokic covered this line in 23 out of 26 games which is uh, with 30 minutes so that's 86 percent clear rate on the season on 21 and a half so Jokic on the road and at home is completely different player, and yeah, I I just think uh, we are down to see single coverage again on Jokic, and he he really enjoys playing against the single coverage of Rudy Gobert. Loves to put numbers on X yeah. defensive player of the year. If you take a look at this data. Uh, Jokic against the Gobert, that that's that's where it gets uh, kind of crazy because Jokic had unbelievable games every time uh, against the Rudy Gobert. So yeah, that's that kind of third. So yeah, I love yeah. this matchup. I love this game for for Jokic. And so, so over the last eleven games, Jokic averaged twenty nine points against Rudy Gobert. So. I, I like this. And the second part of this bet is Edwards. And that's that's like who else will score for for this Wolves team? Right. Towns, terrible first two games. 
Conley, it's Conley. He is not. He'll score like 10 to 12 points. Rudy Gobert not getting much inside. So last game we saw Edwards shooting 23 field goal items, eight free throws. Very aggressive, getting to the line, getting to the lanes, attacking Jokic, shooting threes, 10 threes, scored 41 points. So I don't think much much changes today. Maybe a bit less efficient game from Edwards. That's what we can expect. But if he continues with this usage, continues with these minutes, he should be able to cover this line even on lower efficiency. So even if you like miss two more threes and like two and one layup, he will still end up last game scoring 33 points on on average efficiency. And I think this matchup, they don't have anyone to really guard him one on one. He was getting whenever he wanted, and when he drive, Jokic was non-existent. Like offered zero dream protection. So this is the game at home. They are down 2-0. Like most important game of the series. If you lose this, you are out. If you win this, yeah. you have the chance. So the, I, I just think Edwards is is aggressive. Edwards is very very unstoppable. Very very great. But the thing is with him is he can be two games scored forty points, thirty five. Next game be completely passive and score ten points. That's what we saw from Edwards this season. But when motivation is up here, like. It's almost like elimination game. I think he'll be aggressive, and I'm not afraid of him covering this line if he's aggressive. Even the first game, he had 18 points, the low average shooting, and played 27 minutes. Tonight he's played. Tonight he's playing 40 minutes. So that's with even with poor efficiency in the first game, he will get there with 40 minutes. So yeah, I, I, I like this spot for both. Of All right. Guys. Yeah, I mean, I like what you're saying there. Uh, big game for the Timberwolves, as you said. I was saying, I think I said yesterday, the series doesn't start until an away team wins. So Timberwolves still still in this. Just got to win the game three. And <laughs> who else is going to score? Okay, uh, before we go to the second one, just uh, going to comment. There's been a lot of movement on this play. It's been minus 110, and then it moved uh, on the higher line, and then it was plus 101, so we went to minus 120. Now it's kind of moving back in the other direction. So the original play, uh, just so everybody is aware, was Trey Young over 21.5 points and Derek White over 12.5 points for minus 110 at FanDuel. Uh, we now have we now have it had it locked in at uh, over 11.5 for minus 120 odds. If you can get the 12.5 at minus 110 or better, that was something that was also that we were willing to bet here. So uh, feel free. I think right now it's minus 109. That is still a good play for you to take because that was one we were going to take earlier on anyways. But um, let's go to the official pick and talk about the matchup and why you like Trey Young and more specifically Derek White in this matchup here, Pips. So the first part is Trey Young. First game, poor shooting. Didn't get anywhere. Like made five from five from 18 from the field. Every shot he took was in and out. Everything was closed, but nothing getting in. Then second, and it was a blowout. Then the second game, a bit more going in, not getting to the line, missed missed two free throws, played only 33 minutes, but still end up scoring 24 points. Now they are getting back home. I think this is also the same thing for like for Edwards, do or die game for them. 
like if they win okay. they have some chance to make the series if they lose that's over and I, I i actually like this matchup not efficiency wise but usage wise for trey young because he needs to do a lot on offense against this, this switching defense because collins capella can't attack one one anyone so it's down to Dejounte, Hunter, and Trey Young to just attack everyone one on one. And yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of of Dejounte Murray. I don't think he should have the high, the, the higher usage than than Trey. Yeah. So yeah, that doesn't make sense because he's so inefficient. And yeah, I think Trey Young getting to the line getting some more favorable calls at home. It's in everyone's interest to make this a series for us, but at least one game for the Hawks. I have, I don't never want to talk about it, but it could be some better whistle at home because he didn't get some calls that he usually gets in the last game and he still ended up scoring 24. And yeah, I think this is the great stuff because he's playing one-on-one against Derek White and Smart, obviously great defensive players, but they are not getting any help against Trey He's playing one-on-one and Horford is for the most of the time in drop coverage. Floater for Trey didn't work yet in this series, but it's way below his usual uh, scoring and efficiency. That's just a variance thing. He did, did get quite good looks. Didn't get... He just didn't get there. And yeah, uh, at home, this series 21 and a half seems very achievable for, for Trey on big usage. And the second part of this bet is all against Trey Young, and that's Derek White. 50 points combined in the first two games 24, 26. Now he gets his last game, he gets in this early into the game, he they switched Trey Young to smart and Derek White was going against the joint Amari. I don't know if that's from some poor day, but he was even more aggressive against the Jonte. He and also when Smart sits like six minutes into the game, he gets back to the the Jonte to Trey Young cover. And Trey Young can probably the worst defensive player in the playoffs by far. And they just can he can defend like he he will go under the screen of White. To prevent him driving, and then Derek White will still drive past him and make a layup. And when he gets under the screen, Derek White will just shoot wide open three and all all kinds of stuff. And yeah, Derek White 24, 26 points the first two games, very aggressive. So I, I expect him to be able to score 20, 12 points nights, especially against Trey Young. That's the matchup he is just killing so far. And he, Everyone's speaking about how great Derek White is, and he is. I love Derek White, but Trey Young is making making him look like one of the best player in this series, and I think that continues tonight also. Yeah, uh, I, I I can see it as well. Haven't uh, been fully in uh, in depth watching this series because, uh, to be honest, I'm not. I, I think the Celtics going to run them over, but uh, Trey Young should this even if they do lose should have a massive game here and will need to have one if they have any chance of making this a series in Game Three. Okay, uh, before we go into the third pick, uh, I'll just let everybody know our discussion today. We're going to be talking about the Raptors firing Nick Nurse. So I'd love anybody in the comments to give your thoughts, any questions you have, and perhaps maybe 
offer up any possible replacements for Nurse in Toronto. So we'll get into that in just a few minutes here. But before that, let's obviously do our third official play here, which was in the Knicks and Cavaliers game. Garland and Brunson, both 20-plus points or minus 110 odds at DraftKings, also available at BetMGM. But Pips, what do you like about these two in the matchup here? They they haven't been uh, they haven't been at their best, I don't think, in this series as of yet. But what do you like here at MSG? I would say we saw the best version of Darius Garland in the last game. Best possible version of Darius Garland. He was he wasn't great in the first game, but second game, Darius was just on another level. He scored 32 points while sitting out the last nine minutes of the game. Like he made everything. He was very aggressive. 11 free throws, which is quite quite the thing with Darius Garland. He was very aggressive. He scored six threes. Just killing the mid, the he just murdered the drop coverage of, of Robinson and Hartenstein. And Hartenstein was terrible. Like that's one of the worst big defensive performances so far in the playoffs. He was lost there, and kind of reason why 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 Cavaliers had so much fun playing that game. And yeah, I think Darius Garland playing again okay, 40 minutes tonight. He was on the way to play 43 minutes last game. And yeah, he just didn't play the last game because it lasted eight minutes because he was, it was a blowout. So they put way more in pressure and they put everything on Donovan Mitchell. They just don't want Donovan Mitchell to score in this game. Grimes is very good defensive player. And Gaderus Galan is getting covers from Jalen Brunson and Erdrick Barrett for, for most of the game. And Josh Hart, even though he's good, and if it's a drop, it's a drop coverage, Darius is an unbelievable pull-up shooter. So the first game, Darius actually had uh, 17 points in like two and a half quarters. And then last 15 minutes of the game, didn't attempt single field goal. Didn't attempt single shot. No free throws, yeah. no field goal attempts. And he was on a way to cover this easily. And second game, I think someone spoke to him. I don't know if it's bigger stuff or anyone, but he came in firing, like very aggressive. And if he get aggressive uh, again, if he get, I don't think, first of all, I don't think we get Lavert with such a huge game. And yeah, Darius will <clears throat> And also, Sadio Osman need to cut out these isolations, just shooting that's just not, not offense <laughs> you want to see in the playoffs. So, yeah. yeah, I think Darius will get similar usage. And he ended up shooting 18 from 17, which is 47%. And getting to the line with those, with that usage, he was on the way to shoot 20 times in a game with minutes. If Darius Gallon is shooting 20 times in a game, he's scoring 20 plus points, like 95% of the time. So, I, I like him against drop coverage and the more focus on, on the other one, Mitchell, here. The other part of this bet is Jalen Brunson. He ended up covering the last game with 5 for 17 from the field. And I don't think we, we see that again tonight. He, uh, he rushed, some, rushed some shots. He had some in and outs. I think he had like four or three threes. That was like like almost 70% of the ball went into the rim and somehow <laughs> got out, which is crazy. I was furious when I was watching the game. So, yeah. So I think, I think like, First game, he had 27 points on 29 minutes. Second game, very poor efficiency. 
still got there in a blowout. So I think tonight, a bit closer game at home, finally playing at home. I think this is a great spot for Jalen Brunson. I think I would love tips to cut out AJ Barrett from the rotation because every shot AJ Barrett is taken, that's win for the Cows. And I, I would love to see more minutes for Grimes and Hart in the in the lineup, which will end up with more shots for Jalen Brunson. Okay. I mean, all that makes sense. Um, we're expecting the Brunson one was annoying, as you said, for that because we had the over 24 and a half, and he was uh still close to hitting that despite the, the rough shooting tonight. So we'll see if that changes today. So three official picks, we'll recap them uh, just after we cover uh this story here. The Toronto Raptors have made the decision to fire head coach Nick Nurse. You guys see me in my Nick Nurse hat today. I don't know if you guys noticed. But the uh, question is, was it the right decision? Who's going to replace him? And is he the next Houston Rockets head coach? So if you guys don't know, uh, I'm sure you guys know, Pips is a Rockets fan. I'm a Raptors fan. So a bit of a collision here with both the worlds, mostly on my end. Um, I've kind of gotten all of my emotions out on this one, but... Let's go to Pips first of all. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Raptors' decision here? Do you agree with the decision to part ways with Nick Nurse? For some, I would say mostly yes, because so this was like third year of being mediocre or second year. I don't know, probably second year uh, of being mediocre. Second in three years of being yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's like, yeah, moving on. That makes sense. The thing is, this roster is completely made for coaches like Nick Nurse. This kind of roster. Long, long wing players. And these small ball teams and all defense type of player. And yeah, uh, they need to change a lot. And we'll see what's the movement during the summer and before the season. And I don't know what cool coach will be get there, but with Emil Doka being the name for Houston Rockets. If you Houston Rockets get Nick Nurse, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Doka is going. But I think my personal opinion, I don't like. I don't want Nick Nurse as Rockets coach. I'll prefer Ime. And even with all this shit happening <laughs> with him with Boston, I, yeah. I, I I I really love him as a coach. So so everything he did with, with the Celtics. But, yeah, I think Nick Nurse is good coach, can do a lot of good stuff. I hate his offense. I think he needs to get a great assistant, offensive coach-minded uh, coach. Amen, amen, yeah, I agree. So, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, it depends on the team around him. And I don't think he's suitable for, for Houston Rockets, to be honest. This is a team with... No one playing defense, and I don't think he would like it. And this need needs heavily heavy structure on offense. Like every player needs to know what he's doing, and they need to run some set action, not isolation stuff like he's doing with Toronto Raptors all the time in the fourth. So I hope we get someone else. Someone else, but I won't be completely down on, on, on Nick Nurse and he's a rocket coach. He's I love Nick Nurse for some part of his coaching. Yeah. 
Um, I think I think losing Chris Finch middle of last season to the Timberwolves, who was the offensive coach for the Raptors, one of his assistants, that was probably a loss that they felt quite a bit this season, not having him there because the offense was very broken for large portions of the season. Yeah. Uh, Finch, as far, sorry, Finch is great in offense. Yeah, yeah, fin- Finch is a great offensive coach, so it was tough to lose him. And I, I guess they never really adapted there. Uh, I can't just blame that. Nurse needed to adapt and didn't. As so, yeah, I understand it. You know, the Tampa season is forgivable. That's two years ago when they were the seventh worst uh, record in the league. Kind of forgivable. But I think this season, there was a lot of lack of adjustments from Nurse to the way teams were combating him. Like defensively, he was great, but it took him so long to realize not to just overhelp and double all the time because players just played through that. They let it play through that this season. So that took too long to adjust. So with one year left on his contract, the front office was unhappy with some press conferences he did recently as well, where he kind of was talking about leaving potentially. I think that was the, the, the thing that put the front office over the top. So I understand going for a fresh start. So, you know, if you're a Raptors fan like me, um, you know, these guys, maybe you don't, if you're not like uh, as in tune with the Raptors, but Udoka, obviously an option there. But some assistants as well within the Raptors. Because Nurse, after all, was an assistant coach when he got hired. There's guys like Adrian Griffin, Earl Watson, and former G League coach Patrick Matumbo, who's now an assistant with the Suns. I think those are some great options to come in. But hey, uh, you want to add anything? Yeah, I wanted to add something that if you take a look at this, this season stats for players being double teamed, how much points per possession they generate. It's completely madness to to double team stars now in 2023. Like there is 10 players that were more double teamed in, in the NBA, and the lowest per possession was 1.1 point per possession team score. The out of yeah. double teams. So every star is very improved much on double teams. Embiid is a great example. He's great at passing out of double teams and he was poor a couple of years back and everyone is just getting used to double teams. So that kind of defense doesn't work anymore in right. today's right. NBA. Because earlier you had players on the roster that can't do much and now you, no one is almost playing players that the skill set of role players very improved. So when you double team starts, still role players can do much of, of burning. So I don't think that's uh, Nick Nurse. The kind of defense is a bit outdated. For, yeah, for now. That, yeah. I I fully agree. I I think you just didn't adapt to that. Also, maybe it can work, but it was also a lot easier to double when it was Kawhi Leonard and Marcus Saul doubling, right? Because yeah. that's wrapped on the championship off of this. So I think it's partially uh, the Raptors have gotten progressively worse, and it's also yeah, it does, like people have learned how to play out of this. Like it worked against Giannis for sure in 2019. Uh, box and one defense against Curry in the finals of 2019 that worked but these things people have grown they were innovative at the time but people have figured it out they've adapted while Nick Nurse seemingly has not adapted so I still think he's a great coach uh, very innovative defensively needs a good assistant to run the offense but uh, I, I think there's another job for him somewhere and the fact that there's already interest from the Rockets last year there was interest from the Lakers I think would indicate that another job is on the way for him all right, uh, so that will wrap up our show for today. Let's get you the recap of the official picks in the show. Three official picks in play for you guys as you're looking to end the week with a bang. Friday night playoff action can't get much better. All right, in the first pick, we have the Nuggets and Timberwolves game. 
Jokic and Edwards both to get over 21 and a half points for minus 107 odds at FanDuel. Second play, Hawks at Celtics. We have Trey Young over 21 and a half. Derek White over 11 and a half points for minus 120 odds. If you can get Derek White over 12 and a half points for minus 110 or better, that is also an acceptable play. Third official play is in the Cavaliers at the Knicks. We have Garland and Brunson, 20 plus points for minus 110 odds at DraftKings. You guys have been great as always. Another great week of support on the show. Appreciate you guys hanging out as always. If you guys enjoyed, hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel for more pick and roll content on weekdays where we do this show. And uh, let's hope to celebrate on Monday a winning day here. Thank you again, everybody. 